Once upon a time, back in 2009, some personal and professional issues encouraged me to travel to places that would help me recovering the perspective of my problems, just like my grandfather, a former concentration camp survivor in France, had taught me too. I packed my rucksack with some personal belongings and arranged in a huge red suitcase the many donations that friends and family had kindly put together so I would take with me to the orphan children of Nepal. Knowing next to nothing about Nepal, let alone its orphanages, I searched on the internet and contacted one, let's call it VSN. Their website showed that they were achieving very positive things. My application to volunteer in their orphanage was approved and so I contacted straight away the Indian consulate in Madrid to get my visa and bought the flights to my unknown destination. Nepal gives you the visa in the Kathmandu airport thereof, so I was all set. Since my English friend Patricia has always a whole bunch of good suggestions, I phoned her to share my plans. This time she suggested me to look for and contact Celia Washington, a British artist she had once met on a flight. Celia ran a project for artists' children in Nepal. Celia kindly and quickly answered my email, suggesting that I should contact a friend of hers called Philip Holmes. If I had known then what I know now, I would have contacted Patricia before organizing my stay at the VSN. But above all, I wish I had listened to my intuition about the trust where I was going versus Philip Holmes one because soon after arriving to the VSN orphanage I realized that the trustees were everything but trustworthy people. At the VSN the children were their sad product to sell to altruistic Westerners in order to live an over-the-top way of life themselves. After receiving a total donation of 640 euros and seeing that nothing had been bought for the children, I called the founder and the coordinator for a meeting. I requested that we went on a shopping spree for the children. I recounted 
the many basic needs those children were lacking from. Despite their obvious hunger, I opened that first aid tin box the orphanage had as a proof of their apathy for those little kids. There were as many excuses from them as insistence on my part. I finally got my objective. And two days later, I went shopping with the founder's wife. We stood at that children's clothing stall in the market, and I started asking the salesman for this, that, and the other. It was not long before the VNS founder's wife asked me to stop. All this is going to be too expensive, she said. Surely not over the 640 euro donation that you have received, I replied. Very reluctantly, she paid for the goods that I had ordered and we went back to their mansion where I was staying. That evening, while I was in the orphanage with the children, the founder burst into the room as a soul brought by the devil. He started shouting at me in front of the children. I had been noticing how those children gave him their cold shoulder the only two times I had seen them sharing the same space. I shall never forget that day. Their body language proved how very afraid they were of that man. He thought I was far too daring asking them to invest so much money in the children. The next day, the founder and the coordinator of their very lucrative business called me to their office. As I came in, I noticed the two very angry men. They were complaining again about my daring attitude. At one point, the atmosphere started to heat up in such a way that I thought they would end bringing out a kukri, the footlong Gurkha's knife, and chop my head off. They ended the meeting asking me to leave immediately. Not knowing exactly where to go, I contacted Philip Holmes to let him know the situation. We arranged to meet at the Summit Hotel in Patan. We had already met there once, some weeks before, to take the big red suitcase full of Spanish donations to his rescued children and to visit his refuge. I shall never forget that first meeting. As we sat in the taxi to the refuge, I asked Philip about his courage to move to Nepal. With that serenity that only the enlightened ones achieve, 
he started telling me his life's breakthrough. Esther, his late wife, had committed suicide because of childlessness, and the only way he found to honor her, her longings was to change his life 180 degrees and dedicate it to save children in need. As he was telling me his very purposeful life story, he digressed from it to point out how badly the valley of Kathmandu's pollution affected my eyes. Behind that anti-pollution mask that I was wearing, I stated, It is not the pollution where my tears are coming from, Philip. It is from your courage, determination, daring, and above all, the love, loyalty, and generosity to the memory of your late wife. Few minutes later, we arrived at the refuge. I was stunned. Stunned by dozens of children running to the gate to welcome him as Buba, father. The sudden revelry was happiness at its purest. We greeted them and then went into that very well cared for home. Love was everywhere. I followed him to the office to say hi to Saishala, Philip's adorable right-hand peace warrior lady in Nepal. I shall never forget that tiny little girl who slipped through the half-open door just as I was unzipping the big red suitcase. The very thing at the top of the mountain inside the luggage was a lovely cuddly bear rucksack. The eyes of that angel made the room even brighter. She jumped onto it and ran away at the speed of light with her treasure. I shall never forget. Philip told me that they had just rescued her from under the bed of her dead mother. She hadn't spoken one word as yet, but that day she spontaneously came and held my hand as we walked outdoors to find another holy instant that I shall never forget. As we went out of the building to go back to Patan, the children had improvised for us the most 
beautiful dance full of that happiness which comes from the soul. Please do not forget and get Philip Holmes' memoir, Gates of Bronze, because you will never ever forget that there is always light even in the darkest nights of the soul.